The Digital Gumbo Podcast contains language that some may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised. Well, now we're done with that shit. Let's start the show. For the victory lap, though. Whoa, whoa. They ain't never seen nothing like this before. Lit the room when I came through the front door. Ask me if I should suffer, come. What for? Train in the trees, please. What my Reunited, and it feels so good. Reunited, because we understood there's one perfect fit, damn it, and the digital gumbo is it. We are all excited, because we all reunited. Hey, 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 hey. This is episode 69 of the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. My name is Nookie Bishop Jr., joined by my host, T. Petty and Adris Elba. We are all here together. T. Petty, how do you feel? We reunited like peaches and herbs. Uh, so I appreciated the recitation of those lyrics. Uh, it's good to be back with my boys at the same time. It's been, oh my God, like over a month since we were all together. We've been too- Absolutely, we're back. Yeah, we're back. I'm I'm excited about uh, being with my boys again, but we're going to see how y'all act and see if I still feel the same way in about 30 minutes. Okay, okay. I'm going to try and be on our best behavior, whatever that is. That's a pretty low <laughs> bar. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll check in at about the 30-minute mark to see where our behavior is. Uh, Dries Elbow, my main man, what it do, what it do, what it do. We back together, bro. What up, Nook? What up, T-Patty? This your boy, Aegis Elbow, with a little bit of ash on the elbow. And I'm so excited that we reunited, Nook and T-Patty. And, Nook, you said this episode 69? Episode 69, <laughs> right? sir, sir, sir. <laughs> I, all right. Okay. I'm not going to say anything about that. But I will tell you, it's been a while since we've been all back together again, right? And I got an Idris story to tell. Okay. And it's one of the most Idris Idris stories ever. And, um, you know, y'all know I've, I've got my taxes done um, at a funeral home, and I told you that story. I'm, I'm going to have to share with, you know, the folks on air at another point. But at some point during this podcast, I, I have to tell the story of how I got my COVID booster shot oh. and where I got it at. So, y'all, like, when we get a chance, I got to and it's And all the foolishness that ensued related to that so wow wow okay so that is what we call in the business a tease so you know you gotta hold on and listen you know for the whole episode to get idris elbows take on how and the circumstances surrounding his booster a booster shot so uh, stay tuned for that by the way i shot the gun on this a little early i jumped the shark this is episode 60 Eight, not episode oh, sixty nine. Uh, yeah, because I would say I would know that. I would know that. But <laughs> oh, that's uh, all right. But we have given everyone fair no- notice and warning that the next episode will be episode sixty nine of the Digital Gumbo Podcast. But this is episode sixty eight coming to you. We're taping the day after uh, election day in a lot of places around the country. Uh, quick uh, wrap up. Um, Eric Adams is now the mayor elect in New York City. Only the second uh, mayor or mayor elect uh, in uh, that uh, in that city's history. Uh, the late great David Dinkins was the first. 
A lot of people didn't even know who David Dinkins was outside of the New York City area, except for A Tribe Called Quest. When Fife Dog said, Mr. Dinkins, would you please be my mayor? You'd be doing us a really big favor. So shout out to Eric Adams and uh, winning uh, election there in New York City. Uh, lots of work uh, to do there. But closer to home, we're here in the DMV area, DC, Maryland, and Virginia. T. Patty, we're going to turn it over to you. Glenn Youngkin, the Republican, won the race for a governor uh, handily, uh, one might say, against uh, Democratic uh, challenger uh, Terry McAuliffe. Also, um, uh, uh, the um, would-be uh, Democrat for Lieutenant Governor Haya Ayala lost by about 68,000 votes. I was personally sad about that. Not a Virginia resident, but I loved her name and talked about that. So, uh, T. Petty, uh, as our resident political expert, the floor is yours. Break down the Virginia race and what this might mean going forward for 2022 and beyond uh, for uh, just not individual sections of the country, but uh, the country as a whole. So now y'all know this is my thing, right? However, I am completely unsurprised for a couple of reasons. So the number one thing that I want to point to, which is always a thing that I point to when there is an election like this, it was a true in 2016. It was true in 2020. White women. White women in 2020. Uh, Joe Biden carried Virginia handily in, in 2020. White women voted for Joe Biden 50%. 49% for, uh, for Trump. Last night, 57% of white women voted for Glenn Youngkin, a blatant racist. 43% voted for McCa uh, McCall Terry McAuliffe. So that's like a 15-point swing in that white woman demographic to a known racist who willfully embraces everything that was voted against in 2020. So to that, I say those particular white women, fuck y'all. Number one, you raggedy bitches are the same ones who are always trying to put on a pink pussy hat and talk about feminism. Your feminism doesn't have shit to do with me. Number one. Number two, white women who don't fall into the category as the first bitches I was talking about, y'all need to get them in a room and get those hoes together. That is your work to do because black people cannot continue to drag y'all backwards asses across the line of progress each and every motherfucking time. And what's going to happen is the same bitches that voted for him. Yes, I'm using the word bitch. I can do that. Don't question me. They're going to be the ones crying when his fucked up policies affect them and their dumbass kids and all of that. And who are they going to be looking to, for to save their asses again? Black people. Just that, like they were looking for black people in 2020, saving their asses in um, Georgia and saving this whole fucking country from itself, even though it does not deserve. They fuck it up and then they look at and and look at and blame black people when shit is fucked up and I'm tired of it. So to you white bitches, y'all need to get y'all shit together. And also don't ask me to wear out one millimeter of shoe leather marching 
going door to door, doing nothing for y'all bitches. Y'all go and do your own fucking work and leave us out of your bullshit. All right, Ooh, all right. T Petty so come back fire. with the fire. Fire, fire, Ooh, we re- Reunited and T Petty got the fire. Man. Did, I, did I say fuck them? Because fuck y'all for real. Mm. Uh, Drees, I know that I don't know if the uh, Virginia campaign ad stretched all the way into the Baltimore market, but like every other commercial for the last three months has been a Virginia gubernatorial uh, race. So um, just explain to people like uh, Northern Virginia is closer to D.C., which is almost a separate and different state as opposed to Southern Virginia, uh, where the majority of the votes uh, came in. So talk about uh, what you saw in the Baltimore market and and your thoughts on the uh, Virginia gubernatorial election. Yeah, so I got a couple of thoughts on this, right? And so so part of it, like T. Petty, I, I feel you with like white women and them like swinging, right? And um and and I, I think it happened for a, a couple of reasons. One, they 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 kind of shifty. <laughs> and I think the history has kind of proven that <laughs> in, in their voting pattern. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> so I, I will say that. Um, but one of the things um that um that happened was they were able to frame this conversation um, through the lens of education and the schools. And that put uh, Terry McAuliffe at a disadvantage because what they pushed was this idea is like, you know they teaching critical race theory in these Virginia schools. And you know we got really great schools um, you know, in Virginia, especially in the area like you said, Northern Virginia, right? They're known for their schools. People move there for the schools, for that educational opportunity. And folks feel like this is ours, right? This is our thing. And then all of a sudden there's this big boogeyman called critical race theory that they're teaching in schools. And if you don't vote for, you know, vote for me, like, right? Like you're gonna have critical race theory everywhere and they're gonna be telling your kids, you know, all this alternate history of the United States and that they should be ashamed and that messaging worked. And I think that was a big swing for like white women. That's why they swung that way. It was on our education issue and they pushed it. So I think that's one, you know, the, the second one, um, you know, is that for the Democrats, right? Like they were trying to um, kind of put him in this, uh, he's he's like Trump kind of mode. and. And it, it, it didn't work, right? Like only Trump is Trump. And even though you saying like other people are like Trump, like that messaging, it just, it don't resonate the same way, right? Especially with the voters that you need to kind of kind of vote. It's just, it just kind of falls flat. So using that as a strategy, trying to paint um, any Republican as a Trumper, right? It's just not a good winning strategy. You gotta still work the issues, right? So that's the second thing. And then the third thing, I'm going to be honest with you. Terry McCauley, he already been made, I mean, um, governor of Virginia for four years. I think 2014 to 2018. So he was trying to do a, a you know, a comeback and, and do it again. And uh, and so people was like, ah, like, you know, I don't want that. You know, so I think it was a combination of those three things. And, um, and you know, and I think the Democrats are like worried kind of going into um you know, this, this election um, season. And, you know, it's, it's always, you know, an issue, um, you know, with, you know, whoever is, you know, the incumbent kind of party. And then you have this kind of mid midterm elections and it kind of swings the other way. So it's, it's a lot happening right now. A lot happening. 
Okay. So to your first point about this, this goes back to Democrats not knowing fuck all about messaging. Like they let Republicans every time frame the fucking argument and they don't push back. This whole critical race theory, ask those bitches during a debate, what is critical race theory? They don't even know what it is. But what they do know is that they can play that racism card. This time is critical race theory. Last time it was illegal immigrants. Next time it'll be something else that's equally specious. So Democrats need to learn how to just call a spade a spade, no pun intended, and just call this shit out for what it is. And also racism. Every time this country makes some progress, you can reliably count on white people to come out and have some kind of backlash against it every fucking time. And also, let's not forget the effect of that goddamn Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema and the fuck shit that they've gotten up to. So Democrats cannot point and say all these things that working with Joe, that Joe Biden got elected for, they said it was going to do whatever the list is. Um, you can't point to it as like these are the accomplishments because of all the bullshit that's around Mansion and Cinnamon. Like they just suck all the air out of the goddamn room. I don't know why they won't get those two in a room and fuck them up. I just don't understand it. They need to get them <laughs> in. They better say they just need a, a, a good beat down. They need to fuck by them. their people, by y'all, their own people. Y'all get y'all shit together <laughs> or we will pull every single dollar from you. You won't get any support from the National Democratic Party, from any county party. From No, you won't get it. And we will primary your ass. Because what difference does it make if they lose the seats? They're fucking Republicans anyway. Mm. Am I right? Yeah, at, at this point, yeah, you're right. So then what's yeah. the fucking difference? Fall in line or get the fuck off the train, period. Yeah, yeah. So to wrap this up, before we get into uh, our main thing, I mean, uh, like you said before, T. Petty, they also said around the country that there are record numbers of Republican uh, or uh, registered Republicans now who are taking an interest in uh, polling places, which, um, you know, given the history of this country is a, uh, interesting to say the least and could be damning um to put it uh, on a higher scale so we'll continue to see uh, how this goes first we got to get this uh budget full budget passed and then this uh transportation infrastructure bill passed it's time to start to work on this filibuster take the gloves off and get this done here this is almost the end of the year and we still don't have a full budget in place and you know we essentially running the government on layaway we can't do this right we're supposed to be the world's superpower but also uh, those Republican officials are coming through and, uh, you know, they're free to do that as far as uh, being um, at polling places. But uh, generally speaking, at least in my neck of the woods, um, there haven't been a heck of a lot of Republican or registered Republicans uh, looking to be uh, election officials. So uh, we'll see uh, how this turns out, how this goes for, for midterm elections going into next year, et cetera, et cetera. All right, y'all, let's uh, get into some other news that's been taking place. Um, the unfriendly skies. Uh, a man is facing felony charges on a Delta flight, I believe. Uh, a flight attendant bumped into him accidentally, quickly apologized. He went back into the back to the galley where she was after the incident, punched her in her face and broke her facial bones. That, I believe, was on a Friday. Then two days after that, there was a massive sick out at American Airlines and more than 1,000 flights were canceled. 
Uh, Drees, how is this going to play out as far as this Thanksgiving travel is concerned, which is as of the date of this uh, taping of the podcast, less than three weeks away? Yeah, it's, it's going to be bananas again. And um, I, I know, Nook, you and T. Patty talked about the Southwest kind of like flight delay a few weeks ago. I don't know if I told y'all, but I got caught up in that. <laughs> We're like Southwest. Yeah, I got caught up in the Southwest. So we we was like flying back home, like my whole family. We got up to the gate. And right as we was about to board, them jokes like, the flight has been canceled. This is on a Sunday. It's like, you have been rescheduled to fly out on Tuesday. <laughs> and <laughs> so, so it happened with Southwest, and now it's happening with American Airlines. And a lot of it is folks kind of flexing their muscle um, on like, um, you know, like showing up for work, right? And in all these dangerous situations, like you just said, right? A, a, you know, a flight attendant got punched in the face for walking by and bumping somebody on a plane. You know how small planes are? You cannot yes. walk without touching any people, right? Mm. And so like that, and then you got people not wearing masks, and then just all the other conditions, right? I think, you know, the airline industry, employees are starting to flex their muscle. And it's like, if we call, call out sick, they're going to feel it. And you had Southwest feel it. You have American Airlines feel it. And I think you're going to see more and more of this until they figure out how they're going to treat their employees better. Yeah. T. Patty, the uh, flight was a cross-country flight, I believe, from uh, East Coast to West Coast, had to be diverted in Denver. Um, you know, uh, the person uh, bloodied the uh, flight attendant, and um, he was promptly uh, arrested. Um, and then also the sick out came from Americans. So what's your prediction as far as uh, how this travel is going to go for Thanksgiving? Uh, it's going to be a fucking mess. We have seen... Um, a rapid increase in the amount of incidents where people are physically assaulting flight attendants in the past like year since people have started like flying again. So 2020, obviously not, but as soon as people started flying in 2021, these people have lost their goddamn minds. Um, like whatever flight attendants get paid, they don't get paid enough to endure this kind of bullshit. Like literally getting their teeth knocked out, getting bones broken in their face. They need to uh, fully prosecute these people. Like banning them from flying a specific airline is not enough. They need to be arrested on felony assault charges. And then they need to be banned from flying, period. They need to be on the no-fly list. Because flying is a privilege, it's not a right. And you get on there and acting acting a goddamn fool, and you make my plane get diverted when I'm on my way somewhere. We might as well just jump you, since somebody finna get arrested anyway. Yeah, like, I, I totally agree yeah, on that. You I catching mean, an elbow while you walking off that plane? Like, like, and you putting your hands on these people that are just trying to do their jobs? Like, this is ridiculous. I mean, they have a terrorist no-fly list. They need to have a domestic terrorism no-fly list. If you punch a flight attendant in the face, that's federal business. That is that is domestic terrorism, or we can just put the take the adjective off it. That's terrorism to me, and you should not be allowed to fly. So hike it, catch a bus, drive, 
walk. I don't give a shit, but you should absolutely positively not be allowed to fly. So we'll see how this goes. Um, you know, a couple of mandates uh, for vaccines come into place that week right before Thanksgiving. And uh, this could be a shit show, as you uh, guys say. So uh, we'll pay attention to that and uh, see what's going on. Um, T. Petty, logistically speaking, Black Friday is around the corner. Uh, a lot of a uh, lot of stores uh, sort of uh, advertising pre-Black Friday specials, but in the world of logistics, we now have a bigger problem. So the glut of goods that are on these ships coming, um, you know, from overseas and are stuck in ports around the country. The latest thing that they've discovered is that there is a lack of warehouses. There are not enough warehouses to store the goods that are on these container ships. So logistically speaking, uh, in a quick world, it takes about six to nine months, you know, maybe a 24 hour project to build one warehouse. And um, they're saying that in addition to having a, a lack of uh, warehouse workers, that there is a lack of warehouses to store all of these goods that are coming off these boats and that it could take up till next fall to actually uh, clear out the space and get these warehouses stored up to where they need to be. So not only the ships, but now the warehouses. So I just think this speaks to the larger issue of America's crumbling infrastructure. Like the Rona has exposed all kinds of things that people have been talking about forever, but because there weren't really that many issues, nobody really paid attention to it. But the state of ports and the process by which goods come into this country like there's no centralized systems, people don't know who's doing what. All of this is being exacerbated by what's happening right now. So now we find out there's not enough warehouses and I'm not surprised at that because, you know, America turned to the whole just in time philosophy in terms of like storing stuff a long time ago. So the, the space that was available to, to store all these goods has been steadily cut down over you know the past few decades and so now it's all cascading together in like a per perfect storm of shit <laughs> and if you haven't already ordered the stuff you need for christmas you might be in trouble if you go well, have you looked at the shelves in stores recently have you been in the store recently empty the water section empty uh, shit. Now, damn Christmas come around. The only thing that might be on the shelf is that damn elf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, not, it's not looking good. So um, I think people should prepare for the stuff like your staples that you need. Mm -hmm. uh, like we saw what happened at the beginning of the Rona last time. You couldn't find toilet paper or paper towel or bottled water or cleaning supplies for like months. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is just going to be another, it's another wave of that is, is about to hit. So, gotcha. I mean, gotcha. we're in the middle of it right now. So y'all better be preparing. Yeah. Yeah. Dries, I'll, I'll give you uh warehouses and raise you this red, yellow and white onions are being recalled because of salmonella. So there's no place to store this stuff in the warehouses and people's dishes might taste a little less tasty over the holidays because of the salmonella recall on onions. Yeah, if you got any onions, go ahead and throw them out right now because it ain't no telling where they came from, if they got salmonella or not. 
it's a wide kind of recall on them. So if because you don't know where them onions came from. So if you got onions, just throw them out. And you gotta either get uh, I don't know. I guess you can buy the frozen onions <laughs> or like yeah. or, the, or the powdered onion powder or something, something, but you eat the fresh onions, you might as well get rid of them. Now, um, so the other thing, I think, T-Petty, you right with the warehouses, right? Like, we went to this just-in-time kind of um, shipping where, like, supply chains work really smoothly to get goods back and forth. So you didn't have this, um, you know, extra expense of storing stuff, right? It's expensive to store stuff and just keep it there. And it's, it's like, you know, it's a hassle, it's liability. But if you got a supply chain that works smoothly, goods move back and forth and you need minimum storage time. Right. But now once that you get a crack in that system and then you got to start storing stuff, all of a sudden you don't have space. So it is it's, it's like, you know, our, the system isn't built, um, you know, for this magnitude of, of storage. Um, so you have all kind of issues that it creates and it's a cascade effect. The other thing um, you kind of mentioned this, too, about like shortages on things. So once folks start seeing that the supply chain is broken, then they go out and start hoarding stuff. Cause that's what happened to toilet paper, right? It was enough toilet paper for people to really have and go around. And it wasn't really a toilet paper shortage, but people started buying and hoarding toilet paper and then they created a shortage. And so that's gonna happen again with all kinds of different supplies. Uh, you you spot on on that, man. So, um, you know, hopefully it's not uh, a nightmare before Black Friday. We'll see how that goes. But I'm thinking maybe somebody needs to get together and get some old airport hangers near where the um, shipping yards are and open them up. And maybe if you pay, you know, no, a high price no, guard. I'm, I'm going to tell you, you can use my house to store some of the stuff. <laughs> but I got to just check it off. <laughs> I just pictured you with like a hard hat, a vest, and like a clipboard, just rubbing, just checking stuff off, like and... waving it on in. Mm -mm -mm. But, you know, uh, but I, I'll, I'll wind up my luck. It'll be like we got this shipment of VCR. <laughs> that would be some funny shit. This is not a vehicle for your illegal activities. <laughs> mm -mm -mm. Um, and other it's always an opportunity, <laughs> T. Patty. Always an opportunity. These other are just jokes. Just jokes. Just joke. We don't know. We don't want DVRs and VCRs and nothing like that. Um, we well, we won't say what we're interested in, but um, it'll be much more of a more expensive good than that. And we'll leave it at that. Fiji water. That's right. That's right. Uh, you can send all the Fiji water care of Nookie Bishop Jr. and um, just send us an email, and I'll send you the ship. And well, I'm gonna drop ship it to the damn UPS store. I'm not sending that shit to my house so I can get an agent coming up in here. I don't think so. Um, Drees and other consumer news: for the first time in 20 years, cigarette sales were up in calendar year 2020. Assess this. Yeah. I Feel like I want to take up smoking. <laughs> like it's it's been a pandemic, and he's like, I, I know I've been drinking more, and I so so definitely my consumption of alcohol is up, and I I would imagine people are self medicating, and smoking is probably one of the ways people kind of self medicate to calm themselves down, the nerves and, and everything. So I can I can see how cigarette smoking has gone up, right? So that's one. And then the other thing that I'll add to that too is that the the 
the tobacco industry, right, has started, has changed with the times, right? They've mm. gone from tobacco to these um, e-cigarettes. And what's the name of the other little things? The little, um, the water vapor things? The vapors? The vapes? Yeah, the vape, vape the vapes, vape, right? Vape so they, they go on the, the vaping too, right? Like they, they adapted to a new reality. That's like, oh, tobacco, like they, you know, it's, it's about to be out. They're about to put a pin us down. Like how else can we deliver nicotine? Vaping. And they came up with vaping. So people are vaping now, which that counts as like smoking. Right, that's smoking. So I would I would imagine with like this new technology with vaping and how to deliver nicotine combined with the stress of a pandemic, yeah, it's gonna be up. Yeah, yeah. T Patty, I have a different interesting theory. I give credence to uh to Dries's theory about people in the pandemic and they're a little bit more nervous and on edge, so they resorted to smoking. But more people was home during the pandemic and had sex. And then what do you do sometimes if you're a smoker after you have sex? You have a cigarette. <laughs> and by the way, while you up, get me a beer and a sandwich. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> wow. Petty wow. cigarettes up because of uh, increased sexual activity during the pandemic in 2020. Uh, I don't know about that. I, <laughs> I think it is that uh, people are stressed the fuck out. But I mean, maybe smoking cigarettes, which impair your lung capacity, is not the best thing to do when we're in the middle of a panini that attacks. Oh, I didn't even think about that, T. Petty. You're right. That's the worst time to pick up smoking. It's like, during a respiratory like <laughs> pandemic. Drinking, drinking is much more healthy. But I'm glad. I mean, there have been no bourbon shortages. But I should probably stock up just in case. I've got wait, slightly. Wait, T. Petty, I, I heard something. So, you know, like um, Biden been trying to work on these like export taxes and kind of removing some of the taxes so so goods can move out of the United States and other markets. They took the tax off bourbon off the um, the export tax or whatever, the import tax in other countries. So yeah. we can get so we can ship more bourbon out. I say you giving away our bourbon. Well, y'all saw y'all were here a few weeks ago. So y'all saw my bourbon stash is in pretty good shape. But I'm gonna place a few uh, a few orders to you know re up on some of my faves just in case because I think we might be in for a uh, a long rough winter. I yeah, because you know like like China they love them whiskeys they love I, like they love bourbon and whiskeys. This so China gonna buy them all up, buy all the bourbon up. <sighs> Please not the bourbon. Take one of the light skin liquors. Don't nobody care about those anyway. Okay, everybody's on mute except for me. What the hell is happening? No, that, that's that's Nook. I ain't on mute. Damn, you know? there I am. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to just make sure that y'all was listening and paying attention. And, uh, are you sipping some light skin liquor? Are you, no, sneaking, are you no, sipping a Nookie Reader? I am not that's, sipping that's on a Nookie doing. Reader. I actually have a bottle of uh, the Fiji Island water right here. And... Um, no, I am not drinking, but I will be soon. Um, that's for that is absolutely. And I'm just saying, just leave my light skin tequila alone. That just leave that be, and y'all could deal with that bourbon stuff and 
import or export or whatever. I got to do. Leave my tequila alone. It's right next door from Mexico, so everything's good. But yeah, leave leave that tequila alone, please. I, I won't say the name of the brand of tequila that you like to drink because everybody yes. ain't ain't up on that. Yes. But you know, I haven't really seen that lately. Oh shit! Don't tell me that. Now, uh, damn. Now I gotta I gotta go to the. Um, 100% Vino and more app to make sure that they still got it in stock um, for the holiday. You, you creating this like this run yeah. on liquor. You're gonna, you gonna create this shortage. Make people go out and hoard liquor. Hey, it's not me, guys. It's not me. This is uh, not panic at the disco, panic at the liquor store. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's, gonna, that's gonna be my new band. Um, T. Petty, some people smoke after having sex. Dateline Los Angeles, they had something that was called the Tiny Penis Parade. What they wanted to do was draw attention to and stop what they called small penis shaming. Do you have any thoughts on the Tiny Penis Parade, the TPP? You should be ashamed if you have a small dick. <laughs> like what you want T. Petty, that is not helpful. That's not helpful, T-Bandy. I ain't here to help. I'm here to speak the truth. <laughs> so maybe there are some women out there who don't mind. I'm not one of them. So small dick people, I mean, sorry for your luck. Take it up with Black Jesus, not me. So no, they had a parade? Yeah, so it was called the Small so like, Dong March. D-O-N-G, Small <laughs> Dong March. So, so like, what, what did this parade <laughs> consist of? Like, I'm, I'm trying to imagine it. Just like any other, you know, protest or march, people dressed up as penises, small penises, and they what? have signs. And wait, 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 wait. Let me, let me stop you here. <laughs> so first of all, <laughs> dressing up as a small penis, doesn't that qualify as a big penis? Because, <laughs> like, that's a, that's a full human-sized penis. the point. They don't. They don't want to be made fun of because they have a small. Like, why are you advertising the fact that you've got a small dick? Like, there I it so, is. You I'm hit so, the nail right on the head. No pun intended. Um, if you have a small dong, like, why would you draw attention to that in any way, shape, or form? And why would you like be in a parade? Like, like if you have any other like physical deformity, you know what I mean? Like, you know, um, of that nature. Like, why would you? Why would you have a parade about it? Like, that's nothing to brag my, about. My thing literally is like, and figuratively. Like, what, how does that? How does that disadvantage you though? I, um, I, what? I, I, what? I see, like it's it's not it's not gonna come up in a job offer, or you know. Now you know how it disadvantages you, sir. Mm. Why are you well, acting I'm, like I'm you just saying? But if if you find a partner who is understanding, right? It's not like the whole world got to be understanding. <laughs> if you okay, find so a partner who's understanding, then like that's he, you good. Okay, but but wait a minute though. Here's okay. First of all. Boys are much more used to rejection than women are because y'all do the majority of the asking out on dates and stuff, right? Okay. okay I, I can go with that theory. Yep, 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 yep. But, like, it's not like, you know, when you're getting to know somebody when you're dating, you're not going to lead with the fact that you have a small dick. So, she doesn't know, or he, depending on who you want to get down with, they don't know that you have a small dick until you're like in the middle of like yeah. getting to the get, right? 
Yeah, and if, and if you take your time to get to know them and like you got some connection, then that's something you can work, you can work with. Oh, bruh, I can't work it with ain't it. You can work with absolutely fucking not. <laughs> now, there are much more charitable women in the world than I am, so maybe they want to work with the disadvantaged. I shan't. There's no reason for me to do that. Like, why bother? I know. Let's not even just sign me up for any of that type of foolishness and frustration. Mm. So, I mean, maybe they should talk to virgins. Maybe it should be like a little club. The small. Well, apparently, they got one and they had a motherfucking parade. Well, then they need to parade their asses down to wherever the virgins hang out, and they could probably be happy because virgins don't know what they're missing out on anyway. Los Angeles is the second largest city in America. So, I mean, I'm sure you could find us uh, some fertile ground, <laughs> no pun intended, <laughs> as far as uh, somebody that might be looking for a small dong. Um, let me throw this out to you, Drees. Um, penises, dongs, okay. Um, English is difficult. It's like the one of the most difficult languages in the world. Hear me out. Octopus, one. Octopi, plural. Radius, one. Plural is radii. Is mm. the plural of penis peni or is it penises? <laughs> I I feel like this is is a trick question. <laughs> cause it would be cause mouse is mice, not mices. <laughs> right, right. And deer is singular and plural. But 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 house is houses. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> and and pe 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 penis. You can't even be, get be penises. <laughs> penises. T Petty, we have one vote for penises. Is it penises or peni? Number one, y'all are so immature. Number two, it's penises. Penises. Okay. Well, I just. Say, I got it right. If T Petty said it, that means it's right. I got it okay. right. I mean, I always, <laughs> I, I have no, like, I don't have to type or write down the word penis, penises, or peni. So, I mean, maybe it's peni. I, if you, if you, you want, did, I'm pretty sure that's a lawsuit. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, like in my like, work or personal life, I don't have to talk about, I don't have to write any document that was composed by me that has the word penis or penises or peni in it. You know what I mean? And also, would would if it is not peni, would spell check be able to tell? Would spell check give you the right word? Would it know what you was talking about? That's something to think about. Well, uh, Apple definitely wouldn't because every time I type nigga, it's always trying to autocorrect tonight. So. Mm, mm, mm. I <laughs> from the word Negro meaning dark. Mm. That's a problem that I have. I I need to take that up with those damn programmers. They know good and damn well I'm not trying to say night. It's a racist algorithm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 your problem with tech look. Yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll look into that. Uh, I will not send a document with that word, but I will let you know what uh, the computer has to say if you try to do a word document with the word peni and what uh, spell check would uh, send out. Um, T. Petty, also from Tech World, Facebook is changing their corporate name to Meta. They're also getting rid of their facial recognition program. 
Um, too little, too late. And is this one of these uh, corporate uh, little tricks because uh, they know they're in hot water for spreading disinformation and maybe, maybe being one of the main culprits of the January 6th insurgency riot treason act? So is mama calling Facebook? I'm going to call him Facebook. Number one. Number two, that is just like a white person. You don't do something that everybody's asking for you to do. And instead you do something that nobody fucking asked for. That's not going to address the issue. What good is the name change going to do when you still allowing these, these uh, white supremacists to run rampant all on your platform? Uh, they can foment, foment an insurrection, uh, a failed coup right in plain sight. You knew it was happening and you did nothing about it. So how is the name change going to address that? Any of that? Mm, mm, mm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead, T. Petty. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I just said it's a complete waste of time and it's ridiculous. I hear you. I hear you. Dries, what are your thoughts on that? Also, you are the parent of a preteen. Is Facebook for old people? Look, um, okay, Facebook is for old people. Okay. I, don't, I don't think my, my, my daughter is 12 and we got her, you know, her phone finally, like she got her, you know, first phone with service and everything. She's had electronic devices, but she actually has a phone now and she doesn't do Facebook. She doesn't what, do Facebook. What social media does she do? TikTok? Uh, yeah, it's TikTok. Uh, it's probably some stuff I don't even know yet. And yep. um, I, I ain't trying to keep up with it. I, I'm just trying to teach her to be a good human being and be responsible and, you know, because I ain't going to be able to keep up with the technology. I was like, this is how you conduct yourself. This is how you treat others. If you run into any problems, let us know. But there's no way I can keep up with the technology that she knows and that she navigates. So I'm just trying yeah, to teach her some values. I agree with that. And I'm going to tell you something that I learned uh, from raising your niece, my daughter. So when your child adds you as a friend on whatever social media, that means that she has moved on from using that to something <laughs> else. <laughs> I, I truly do believe that. Because actually, you know, so, so, so my daughter, she just got her first phone. But she, was, she told me about TikTok almost five years ago. Wow. Yeah. Because one of her friends had a TikTok account. And I had the question, it's like, you mean your friend got a TikTok account and you ain't got a TikTok account? I still ain't get no clear answer on that, T-Patty. So that's when I knew, oh, it's, it's out of my control now. Like, it's, it's just, it's, it's way beyond me. So that was, that was five years ago on that. And we just, just getting hip to it. So it's like, yeah, we, we just late. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, Dries, give it a quick thumbs up or a quick thumbs down. Know that you're married, but if you were single, Tinder now has a, a feature called plus one. So if you're looking for a date for like a, like a class reunion or a wedding or something like that, they have a special section of feature called plus one. Would you give it the really? thumbs up or thumbs down? Yeah, plus one. Wait, you on mean, okay, you mean plus one. Okay, I got I got to see this. This is just like, I'm going to an event and I want I want uh, somebody to accompany me to the event, right? Yes. Like, mm -hmm. no, could you, you, could you be my plus one? But no, yes. I guess because I know you. So it would be like a stranger. 
Yeah, yeah, it'd be Basically. like a stranger. Yeah, so yeah, they have a plus one feature and you can look through and see it. So it's not like you're going to have a long-term relationship with this person or have ongoing dating. You just have a social event generally that you're going to. You can scroll through the people and uh, swipe left or swipe right or click on them. And uh, these are people just interested in going to social events with people on like a singular date at first. I mean, it may develop into something else, but yes, they have a plus one feature now on Tinder. Thumbs up or thumbs down. Look, it's it's a date. It's a date now. I still think it's a date. A plus one is a date because when you roll with that people, with that person, they're gonna ask you like, "Who this?" And you gotta say <laughs> something. So, yeah. so it's a date. It's a date. And and because they're tender, they do dates, they do hookups. It makes sense. It makes sense. But okay. I, you know, I wouldn't do it because it's a date. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a brilliant idea because okay, see, y'all don't know this. So I am the only single person in our like immediate friend group, right? You are? Uh, who who in our immediate friend group? Who else is single? I mean, I only got five friends, so I guess you're right. <laughs> it's blackly. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I lately I've been invited to like a lot of weddings and stuff. And wait, 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 T Patty. People have been inviting you to weddings. I just came back from a wedding two weeks ago. Well, I'm talking about as a date? No, no man. She gets the invitation from the couple or people that's getting married. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Sure. I was kind of slow. I was a little slow. Come on, bro. Why are you saying it like people wouldn't ask me out on a date? Oh, no. I'm sorry. I just thought See, it would be weird to say, like, come on a date with me. We're going to a wedding. I was oh, like, that's a. No. No. Okay. I'm saying that certain some people feel some kind of way about being in settings with with couples and they're like one of oh, got you. you single people. So they would feel more comfortable bringing a date. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. So, no, yeah I, I think I think it's cool, too. Like it's, it's tender is what you do, connecting people. But if you marry, you can't be doing it because that's a yeah. date. No, 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 you can't do that if you're married. Now, if I was single, I would like to organically find my date. And then if I like all, you know, sort of possibilities are like ended, like then I would, you know, uh, consider as a single person the uh, plus one feature. I, I think it's smart. I mean, you know, just one day, you never know where it can lead. And, you know, it's not that serious. You just go into a social setting. The person probably won't act a fool. Hopefully you won't pick somebody that looks good. But it's, it's a, a lot safer. It's a lot yeah. safer. Yeah, you could just tell everybody like I don't I if they like are a decent person, oh yeah, I've met this person, plus one, blah, 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 blah. But they act a fool and they gotta be escorted by security, like this is so and so and he was on plus one and F this motherfucker. So, you know, that type of thing. But you know, I mean, you just gotta be careful anyway and go out there. Plus one, plus two, plus eleven, it don't matter. You just gotta I mean, be gotta careful be, out there. If you were meeting them organically, you would have to be careful. So. Absolutely. Uh, but Dries, you said that you shouldn't do that as a married couple. So we've had a couple of discussions about this whole dating app situation, right? Mm-hmm. Guess what I got uh, pop up on my little whatever you call it the other day? Uh, Farmerlove.com. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, uh, somebody looking to add a third person so they can have a throuple. Oh my goodness. Oh wow. My goodness. Mm-mm. 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 Wow. Oh, a, wild out here. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Wow. It, it yeah, it, it's different. 
it's, it's really different now. I'm like, I, wow. Different. Like, mm, I mean, I'm going to have to keep y'all abreast. So far, I've not gone out on any dates with any of these people. Okay. Uh, I've had a few decent conversations, but normally I can't get past the, if I'm looking in the profile and you don't know the difference between your and your, two, two, and two, there and there, it's a wrap for me. Like, I can't do dummies. Yeah, it ain't like you got like I, I'm not on dating apps, but it's not like you got to write a whole essay. So it's yeah. only really probably like a paragraph or two. So like, come on, you can't like <laughs> a paragraph. A paragraph. It's, like, it's like half of a sentence, and they can't even do that. Now y'all know I don't like stupid people. Mm-hmm. I don't. Um, anybody that would reach out to anybody about a throuple, I mean, I'm not shitting on nobody's lifestyle, but as a married person. Um, or a person that previously to being married was in a relationship with my fiance who became my wife, you must be out your goddamn mind. Now you got one person that, you know, you trying to make sure you vibing with, now you cutting that half into a third. That's mm-mm, mm-mm, no, well, no. I mean, like right on the profile, they have the picture of them together. Like we are looking for mm. that. And then another phrase that comes up quite a bit is ethical non-monogamy it's interesting you know what See, well, I'm talking like, about like that that's a phrase now no yeah, isn't, a, that, isn't that technically like dating that's bullshit <laughs> ethical, non-monogamy. That's, no, that's isn't bullshit. that like dating like i'm dating a lot of people i'm it's dating it's, like it's, I, the more, I, it's the more educated equivalent of you ain't got a lie to kick it i don't have a problem with it if you say up front hey girl I'm dating you, 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 and you. Cool. Then I know what it is and I can move accordingly because I'm definitely going to be dating him, 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 and him. Yeah, I but, thought it was dating. Though. How'd they come up with a new term for dating? Eth- what do you call it? Ethical, ethical what? Non-monogamy. That's the new new phrase for dating? No, it's not the same. It's just dating. It's like a... Like, it's okay, what's initial. the difference between ethical... Ethical because non-monogamy and dating. Ethical non-monogamy, non-monogamy is you are in a relationship, but you are also seen outside of your relationship. Listen, let me tell y'all something. Oh, okay. All right. I got you. I got you. I got you now. Let me tell y'all something about the rules of life, right? The more words and syllables that they come up with this new shit and all this bullshit, it's just bullshit. Right. I can't even repeat that phrase that you just said. Right. But that's just it's just called basically cheating. I don't know if somebody getting cheated yeah, on. That's right. That, it's just cheating. That's it's right. just so you can say that. But if you speak no, with Betty, no, wait, with wait, Wilma, no, no, Fred cheating, and Bernie is, don't know. cheating is unethical. There it is. It's unethical. I'm not shitting the on nobody's lifestyle. Is you you oh, let your partner is, know. Everybody is aware and has consented to whatever is going on, then I don't have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. If you got somebody at home, you're honest with that person, and you're honest with, nah, I'm not fucking up no happy homes, but I'm just saying, if as long as you keeping everything upfront and honest, we can have a discussion. But as soon as I find out that you've been dishonest and you lied, it's a wrap, because you can't come back from that with me. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, a friendship. Well, we'll see uh, how this Fair trend enough. continues. I mean, shit, a lot of motherfuckers is losing their apartments and houses or they just walking away from them. 
And it nah. might be a lot more of these uh, three ships going on to uh, cut down on the rent utilities and whatnot. So, I mean, it's a necessity. Hey, that, that would be jacked up, though, Nook. If it's like we're looking for a throuple to, to pay our bills. <laughs> we need this mortgage as high as here. We were behind. Um, can you come with two months rent up front? Didn't I warn against hobosexuals two weeks ago? Yeah, you did. I'm colder, too. Shit, getting colder. Careful. Drees, October 2019, the last time that we went to a baseball game. Baseball season is over now, and it will be at least 2022 before you and I return to our beloved Nationals Park, which is uh, near uh, the home of our dear friend T. Petty. Uh, baseball news, PETA, the People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, uh. written to Major League Baseball and asked them to change the word bullpen, the area where backup pitchers, uh, relief pitchers warm up, change it from the name of bullpen to arm barn because a uh, bullpen is disrespectful to bulls. Uh, let, let, Adrice, let me ask you this. Who is taking Peter's? Let, 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 me, let me ask you this. Now, I know Peter's for, you know, people for the ethical treatment of animals, right? Mm-hmm. But did they weigh in at all about these different mascots, the racist mascots? Mm. The, mm. the 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 Cleveland racist mascot. Mm. Even though you, you had the Braves that won won the World Series, right? Mm-hmm. Atlanta Atlanta won it, and you still got this controversy around how they're using Native American imagery and 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 all this and that tomahawk right? chop and the tomahawk chop and all, and all that, right? And what I'm saying, I know Peter is the you know people for the ethical treatment of animals, but maybe if you had weighed in on that and said like, you know what? I agree with them. Y'all don't need to be using racist mascots. So maybe then when you come around and say, well, if we got rid of racist mascots, now let's think about the animals. Right? I think you would have people who would like who would be on your side. So that's why you got to get allyship. And you got to support other folks. But if you're just going to be coming out here saying like, okay, let's change the name of bullpen because it could be offensive and it, it can be like, you know, it can it can really hurt our movement without thinking about people. Then I think that's an issue. Mm, mm, mm. T. Petty, arm burn, thumbs up or thumbs down? Where is the thumbs? I don't give a damn. Who <laughs> cares? I don't care. This is stupid. I can't take anything that Peter does seriously. Come talk to me when you care more about uh people being treated in, inhumanely than you care about some fucking animals. Next I question. That. hear that. T. Patty, this is also an animal story. This is just for you. Uh, the word star. Wait, wait, I got, I got to say this. I got to say this, right? Okay. There's definitely been a connection with, between people mistreating animals and mistreating humans, right? Like mm-hmm. that, there's a connection there, What's right? The con- I, it is is like sometimes, right? Cruelty is cruelty, right? If you're cruel to animals, right, you can probably find in yourself to be cruel to human beings, you know, in, in that way. And it's not, and I'm not saying like, okay, if you don't mess with animals, like it's fine. Animals not your thing. Don't worry about it, right? But if you out torturing animals and you doing all kind of stuff to animals, right? Like mm-hmm. there is a likelihood that you might do that to people or treat people that way. Right. Not so there. there's a connection there. 
So I so but you gotta you gotta understand that and say, okay, if we're gonna treat animals really well and respect the rights of animals, then you gotta respect the rights of people and treat people really well. And it's like if, if you're able to kind of see that and then be on the side of treating people well and with people with rights, then people then you can then animals too. It's 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 all together. But if you well, can't just say like we're gonna focus on animals and not people. But that's exactly what they do. So fuck them. I, I don't know. Care. That's why I say I think that's where they where they're off base. It's like you can't just focus on animals as like animals right and treat animals well without connecting it to like treating people well too. You know what I would yeah. do if I was Major League Baseball? I would reach out to the president of PETA and also reach out to the pro bull riders. I'd be like, okay, no problem. You serious about this? We're gonna meet at the arena or one of these farms. And you're going to get on one of these badass bulls. If you can stay connected to that bull for eight seconds, we might consider seriously changing the name. If you fall off, bullpen it is. And I want to see if they would pick up, you know, <laughs> if they would take them up on the offer. Now, you got to be careful with them bulls because they honoring. And they, if you don't got one of them rodeo clowns to try and distract the uh, bull, you may be gored in the chest by one of them horns. And I don't think that's what the people with Peter want to do. Yes. <laughs> Gord in the chest. <laughs> T. Petty, I got another animal story for you. You brought this to my attention in our group chat. Oh, no. Washington, D.C., a Popeye's raw chicken delivery driver went in a viral TikTok behind the scenes at a D.C. Popeye's and showed rats in the kitchen area, in the sink, crawling up the wall, crawling all around the food that he had just delivered, DC Health Department stepped in and promptly shut down that Popeyes. Uh, the driver was repeatedly her singing the Popeyes jingle, "Love that chicken from Pope, yes." And um, they shut down the they shut down the Popeyes. Rats on the menu at the DC Popeyes. T. Petty, fill us in. Okay, so y'all know in DC you could just be walking down the street and a rat will just run in front of you. Life in the city, right? Fine, whatever. When I saw that video, those rats were gigantic. And it was like 20 of them in a very small space. It was disgusting. So the very next day, the health department, like it was shut down. There is brown paper up to those windows right now. Uh, they need to just firebomb that whole location, salt the earth, and never build anything there again. But you know that, do y'all know what uh, what Popeye's that was? No, what Popeye's? It was the one in Eastern Market. <gasps> wait, wait, okay. I got a lot to say about that, but go ahead. Go ahead, finish t Petty. So where that is, it's a whole line of stores all together with like no it's no breaks or anything like it's just a line of of storefronts together so that whole line you know is infested with rats ew i just i can't so anything on that block i am not fucking with period oh my god it didn't make your flesh crawl it was disgusting all right so okay so what i want to say about this all right it is like was like I never have anything bad to say about Popeye because <laughs> Popeye's yeah. is delicious. It is delicious. <laughs> but this was 
this is just be, beyond the pale. And um, and so so I, I'm glad to hear they shut it down, right? Because any place like that that has that type of infestation needs to be like shut down, right? But I T better, I will say about that area where it's located at, right? Mm. Is that has historically been a food market, right? Mm. right. A place that sells food. Yeah. And all kinds of food and it's it's huge, right? And it's open and it's hard to keep, you know, stuff out. So mm. I think being in that location, right? You're right. It is, it's not just our Popeyes, it's the entire location. Right. That's having that, that issue. You and know somehow there on weekends, like ugh. Yeah, it's 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 probably the entire location there, right? It has an issue, and they just happen to spotlight the Popeyes in this way because they probably just had lax, you know, food safety, whatever, and an infestation, and it just manifests itself like that. But that's a much bigger problem than Popeyes. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> All right, follow my science, y'all. They once asked a famous bank robber, they like, why you rob banks? And he told the reporter, because that's where the money is. So these rats, why they got rats? Because that's right where the food is. So I don't yep, know if they need exactly. steel bins or what, but yeah, they need to yep. uh, look into that. And uh, I bet you Popius uh, Corporate was not uh, too happy about that. But um, oh, well, as they say, you got to clean up uh, your act and hope that your neighbors do. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right, Nook and Tipe, I got to tell my story now because it, it's a long story. Uh -oh. So I'm, I'm oh, letting you know, oh, like, I don't know how much time we got, but right, I got to tell okay. the story. It's got multiple parts. All right, let me let me set this up. This is uh, Adris Elbow Theater. This episode <laughs> is called Booster Shot. Booster Shot in three, two, one, go, sir. All right, okay. So your boy got both his like COVID vaccine shots, right? And, you know, I've been trying to protect myself, my family, my friends, everybody. And then, you know, they came out with the thing saying, like, all right, you can get booster shots, right? If you had the shots and then it's a space of six months, you can get the, you can get the booster. So I was like, oh, I, you know, I qualify for booster. And your boy do a little bit of teaching, you know, here and there and whatnot. So I kind of qualified for the booster. So I said, I'm going I'm to I'm get the booster shot. And, you know, it's like, you know, I called, the, you know, the CVS, whatever. But it was like long wait times, right? Long wait times for the, for the booster shot. So I'm rolling down the street, right? Y'all can still hear me, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes, I'm we was giving you the floor. Yes, we here. We here. I'm rolling down the street. And I passed by our neighborhood 7-Eleven. Uh -uh. And there was a sign out at the 7-Eleven. Oh, boy. Say, we got booster shots. <laughs> and no waiting, no waiting. And I looked and I saw like, it was a little tent out in the little grassy part next to the 7 Eleven. And then I saw like some like um, uniform military people out there. And I was like, I bust a U turn. So I bust a U turn, pull in the 7 Eleven like lot. And I was like, what y'all doing here? And they had a big sign. It said go vax, but vax was spelled V-A-X. And I was like, well, I think vaccine is spelled with a C, so it should be go vax, but it says go vax. So I was like, what y'all doing here? It's like we giving out booster shots. Oh, I was like, let me see what y'all got. Right. And it was probably about four, four, four like men in uniform and a sister in the uniform. And the sister 
you know, she brought me like a little um iPad and she was showing me all the stuff you had to fill out. I was like, oh, this is what I filled out to get the booster. So it turned out that there was the National Guard that set up these mobile vaccine sites and they set it up at the 7-Eleven. So your boy was able to roll up, get a booster shot by the National Guard, right? And so I got my third booster, right? So that's all good. It was like all good, right? And so then I call, I call my wife. I was like, yo, you need to come get your booster. And I say, and bring our daughter who's who's 12 now, so she qualifies for the booster. So they all came to the 7-Eleven and we all got out, me and my wife got our booster shot at the 7-Eleven and my daughter got her first COVID-19 vaccine shot at 7-Eleven. So it's a beautiful thing, right? That's what's up. That's, that's beautiful, that's beautiful. But let, me tell you, but let me tell you what else happened Okay, I so I called my slurpees? wife. Okay, you know we you know 7-Eleven, right? Did 7-Eleven. Everybody's at 7-Eleven, right? Yeah. Everybody yeah. hang out in front of 7-Eleven. So I'm waiting <laughs> on my wife and daughter to show up, right? And you know, like, you know, people who hang out at 7-Eleven, they usually ask for some money or they whatever, right? And so I'm hanging out there. I'm I'm by the four military officers, right? They all there. And um and, you know, a dude came up to me. He probably, like, in his mid-40s, you know, black dude, roll up to me. And he's like, can I ask you a question? I was like, oh, this dude is about to ask me for some money. Oh, right? And then, you know, you go through your head. You was like, all right, he about to ask me for some money. And I, I found this out in Nook and T-Patty. Your willingness to give money to somebody on the street who asks you for it is kind of almost tied to what experience you had previously, it kind of determines how you respond to that, right? Like if you won the lottery and you won a million dollars and somebody asks you, it's like, can I get like, you know, a dollar 50 cent? You're like, yeah, it goes a dollar 50 cent, right? Right? But if yeah. you had like a bad time, a bad experience, you'd be like, nah, I ain't fooling that. No, gone. I ain't got nothing, right? Mm. And so I had just got the booster shot. I was feeling good. My family was gonna get the booster shot. So when he asked me, can I ask you something? I said, oh, he about to ask me for some money. Am I going to say no or yes? You know, you kind of go through this instantaneously. I said, all right, if he, if he asked me something reasonable, I'm going to give it to him. I'm going to give him money, right? Right? What, what would you do in that situation? Like, I, you know, I was like, okay, I got the booster shot. I'm, I'm going to give him, a, you know, a dollar or two, right? So he asked me, he's like, can I ask you something? I went through my thing. I said, okay, I'm going to give him money if he asked. And he asked me, he's like, can you help me pull up my pants? Whoa. And I was like, and I did that, I did that mentally too, Nook. I was like, what did he? I had to switch from him asking me for some money till he asked me, can I pull up my pants? And I had to look at him and Nook, his pants was halfway down. <laughs> it was almost to his knees. I'm confused. Why did he why did he need your help? Yeah, that's 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 what went through my mind. It's like, why does he need my help? Why is his pants down? And why is he asking me for this? And I looked at the brother, and the brother, like, he he could like his hand was like it, it was something wrong with his hand, right? So he couldn't physically do it. Oh shit! And he's like, he was like, bro, I I just asked somebody else, and they told me no. And then I was like, oh my god, it's like, okay, I just got the vaccine, like I'm gonna do this. 
And I said, yeah, I'll help you, bro. A good person, man. <laughs> and I, I said, yeah, but T, but Nook and T Patty, when I said like, yeah, I help you, I didn't really understand what the what the task was gonna entail. So, so I'm, I'm so I was like, all right, so now it's like, I'm I said, sorry, yes. I'm with you where I apologize. Oh, wait, so you didn't understand the assignment? <laughs> yeah, I didn't understand the assignment, T Patty. And so when I said yeah, because I was like, all right, because because I was saying the reason why I said yeah to this all happened in like almost like a second. What went through my mind? It's like, am I gonna help him? Why is his pants down? What help does he need? Should I help him? And I decided to do it. And then after I committed to it, I got had to figure out how do I do this? How do I help this man pull up his pants? I've never done this before. I've never helped a grown man in public pull up his pants. Hmm. So 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 I so I almost I almost like walked around and see Patty in like a, a 360 circle, like how am I do this? <laughs> and so my first inclination was I'ma grab the loop of his belt. That's what I would have done. Yeah, and kind of help him with it up, right? And once he get it up, like I'm done, I'm out. I grabbed the belt loop and like you know, hooked it up. But when I grabbed the belt loop and I pulled it up, right, it was obvious. That he needed more help. So it's like, I'm doing oh my what? God. Yeah, yeah more help. Because they were they were unbuttoned. They were oh, unbuttoned shit. and unzipped. Oh, so they were God. up. And and he he didn't have a belt. He had a yellow string. He had a no, yellow wait. drawstring. Okay. Had a yellow, yellow, wait, wait, wait. So he had a yellow drawstring. And so I got him up, and it's like, oh my god! Now I think I might have to actually button his his pants up. I gotta like actually button it because he couldn't he couldn't use his hands. And I was like, oh my god! I'm gonna have to button his pants up. And so I reach around and I button his pants up in in public. But then I noticed T oh, Petty that the yellow string that was holding up his pants was actually sticking out through the zipper. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I think I did my job. I there can you leave go. it like that. You but go. then, Nook, I felt bad. I was like, that's not right. Why you feel bad? He was better off than he was. I know he was better off, but I felt like I hadn't completed the task. <laughs> he was all right. Yeah. And so, so I unbuttoned his pants. And move the string and then rebutton them. And then I say, oh my God, I gotta pull up the zipper. I gotta pull up the zipper, T Patty. Did you pull up the zipper? I pulled up the zipper, Nook. You know what? You are nice. I, man. I, I, I like I zip up a grown man in public. Mm. In public. And I was like, oh my God, I, I've never done that before. And then once I once I got in there, he's like, thank you, bro. Like the, I asked somebody else, they wouldn't help me. I appreciate it. And then I saw his shoe was untied. I was like, you need help. Why is you shoe. looking for shit on the shoes? Right. Okay. I know. After that point, everything was gravy then. Because once you zip a man fly, like help him with his shoes is nothing. Look. But he's like, I got it. I'm good with the shoes. And okay. he just tucked the string inside. He didn't tie them. Okay. He didn't tie them. He just tucked them inside. Okay. All right, but here's the kicker, though, right? Oh so shit! So it was it was four guards. It was four national guardsmen standing mm -hmm. around me, right? So I felt safe. I didn't feel like it was like you know something crazy or whatever. But they didn't they didn't want to do it. And so when my wife gets there, right, to get her booster shot, 
how come the sister, the sister in the guard uniform, it's like, how your husband out here saving the world, zipping up other other people's pants? I'm like, really, sister? Oh, wow. You just gonna you just gonna you just gonna tell everything right here before I get a chance to tell the story <laughs> to my wife. I was like, sisters, boy. But that was I like that. I was like, okay, that was one of the weirdest like experiences I had in a, in a while, in a while. You are a good human being, sir, because let me tell you how that would have went if I was in that situation. Uh, as you all know, I am like a class A germaphobe. So I would have looked at him and then I would have been trying to find a stick to put in the loop to hold it up for him. I certainly as hell would not have gotten in any close proximity to a man's zipper, string, or penile area. That's for one. <laughs> the other thing I might have considered is, you know, them canes with the hook that the old people use to get shit off the store shelf, like the gripper cane thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of those, like, I hope you pull up your pants with that. But I am not touching somebody that's not a family member or a loved one. I'm not touching their pants, bro. I'm sorry. That's just how it is. I'm, I I don't know if that makes me a terrible human being or a really no, bad it, it does. And, and look, I don't, I don't think I'm that great of a human being either. No, you I are. Think I if, just, you, if you I, help the man pull up his pants, that's some good Samaritan type shit. That's some biblical no, shit right there. I, I think I just, I think I just, I just overcommitted. It's like I, I said yes to one thing and didn't realize what it entailed, and then, yeah. and then had to commit to it. You know what? Well, you follow through, and that's great. Now, when you're living in the mansions in heaven, and then I gotta go like you know three miles to my little <laughs> shipping container in heaven, I'll still be in heaven. But my little mansion, my little mini mansion, my little storage container, you Love know, home in heaven won't be as great as your mansion. So, hats off and salute to you, sir. <laughs> sir, you have hijacked this damn podcast. We need to get this I back. Know, on track. I know. I told it was a long story, but like it was. It was. All right, let's go uh, rapid fire for the rest of the way here. Um, T. Petty, an Amazon worker, was fired after a neighbor uh, in an area where he was uh, giving a delivery noticed a scantily clad young woman coming out of the back of the Amazon delivery truck with no packages. Assess this. Young woman. Well, a woman. <laughs> was she barefoot, too? I don't know what she was other than funny shit. Listen. That neighbor need to mind his own damn business. If you already got your package or your the van is right there, what fucking difference does it make? Mm, mm, Number mm. one. Number two, I saw that girl. Mm. I if I was a dude, I wouldn't lose my job over somebody shaped like that, but that's just me. Mm. So now he ain't gonna even have no van to go see his little misshapen vixen. It's a real tragedy. Wherever that route is, it's a new uh, opening available. Maybe we can get that job before Christmas. Drees, the Amazon driver got got fired for uh, having a young woman come out of the back of the uh, delivery van. Assess this. There may I, or may I, not be fluids on those packages that um, have nothing to do with uh, postage. I, I would say I think he was just a good Samaritan helping her like zip up the back of her dress. That's probably what it was. She's like, my dress is falling down. Will you help me? Will you help me zip it up? That's that, that's my take on it. But like, okay. that's just my perspective. I wonder where you get that perspective from. Drees, good. Uh, this is uh, the morality quiz of the day. A woman has an adult son. He lived with her. He went to the Goodwill to get some uh, new stuff. 
One of the things he brought was a book. The previous owner of the book used $100 bills as bookmarks. He found $100 bills in the book. He told his mother about it. She asked him to take the book back to Goodwill to find the owner and return the $500. He said, hell no. Would you return the $500? <laughs> Dries, would you uh, return the $500? You are mute. There Look, you who, who, who uses $100 bills as bookmarks? Rich people. <laughs> right. Yeah, but, that, that, but crazy, you have to be kind of crazy to do that too. Because mm. you, I can see one hundred dollar bill and you move the bookmark but you're gonna use multiple ones as a bookmark right mm. so that's that's weird already now i okay this is this is the thing about found money right mm -hmm. like there's some money that you find right that you may be able to identify or locate the owner right of that which i think if you are right like if, if somebody's walking down the street and money fall out of their pocket, and you see it fall out of their pocket, I, I don't think you should pick it up and take it and keep it as yours. It's like, hey, this money fell out your pocket, it's yours, right? But if you're walking down the street, and your money's there on the street, and there's no way to identify who it, who it came from or where it came from, you know, you can pick it up, but and then you decide what you do with it, right? Whether you keep it for yourself or spend it on somebody, whatever. But this is a case where I think there was no way he could find out who that money belonged to. So you would so have kept I, it? I think he was, I think he was all right. It's like, look, come on, I found this money. It's here. I'm gonna use it. Now mm -hmm. that that works for small sums of money. Now, if you find a million dollars, like somebody's gonna miss a million dollars. So I, I don't care if it, it be, if you find it and you locate it and it's nobody who who you know who is connected to, somebody looking for that million dollars. Okay, so, so you best turn it into somebody else and not keep it. Five hundred you would keep. It. Okay, so five hundred you would keep, but a million you would be looking for the owner. Yeah, yeah, a million I would probably turn it into the police because like people miss a million dollars. People will kill you for a million dollars, mm. right? It's like oh, I found this bag of a million dollars. You you turn up dead somewhere because somebody's looking for that million dollars. Mm, mm -hmm. Okay, T. Petty, would you have kept the five hundred dollars or tried to find the owner of the book? and return the $500. I'm the owner of the book because I bought it at Goodwill. I'm not returning it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Who, like you said, uses $100 bills for bookmarks. Somebody that obviously ain't going to miss the $100 bills. Mm. I am not That's one. That's a good point, T-Pat. They ain't missing it. They using it as bookmarks. And even, and even if they missing it, they don't know the value of, of $100. Exactly. And who am I to turn down the blessings that Black Jesus has sent my way? Thank you, Black Jesus. I'm going to pay my tithes, my $50, and I'm going to keep the rest. Well, I probably ain't going to pay my tithes either. But I am going to say thank you to Black Jesus. And then I'm going to keep my $500. Absolutely. I'm in the Black Jesus camp as well. So, uh, yeah, that uh, finders keepers, losers weepers. Uh, possession is nine-tenths of the law and other basic shit like that. But I, that boy can't <laughs> talk to his mama like that, though. No, well, he didn't yeah, say he hell no to her, but she encouraged okay. him to return that. And he was, she was like, he's grown. I think he was like a 30, 30 year old. And he was just like, no, I'm going to keep oh, this. Oh, he was 30 years no, old. Oh, 30. I thought he was like a little boy or something. Oh, like no, that. no. He was like 30. He was a grown man. He was a grown, grown man. man. 
Yeah, yeah. He, he um, got bills to pay. Give that money back. I if I was his mom, I thought like, he was need... like, I thought he was like ten years old or something like that. It's like you know, you know, it's nice to have that money, but you don't need no five hundred dollars. You ten year old. Now you thirty, you definitely need five hundred dollars. If I was his mom, I'd be like, you need to use that damn five hundred dollars as a down payment to get you a damn apartment and get the hell out of my house. <laughs> yeah. Why? <laughs> She shouldn't have been trying to tell him to turn it back in. Goodbye. Exactly. Give my money. Exactly. Exactly. T. Petty, uh, Hip Hop Hooray, uh, the Notorious B.I.G.'s album, Ready to Die, has been on the top 200 for Billboard magazine for the past 27 consecutive years. It is now mm -hmm. the longest reigning album on Billboard's top 200 chart. Also, over the weekend... Uh Jay-Z and LL Cool J were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Give me your thoughts. Um, so Ready to Die is one of the most perfect albums. I mean, it's bangers after bangers. Things done changed. Give me the loot. Juicy. Like, come on. Come on. Like, what don't you love? Uh, who shot you? Of course, it's still in, in the top 200 because it's a banger, period. So tragedy that we lost Biggie much too young. Was, he was, what, 24, 23? God, a baby. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy when you think about that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Damn brain yeah. wasn't even done cooking yet. So, um, I mean, I was just listening to that album like two days ago. Classic. Um Jay and LL being inducted into the, the Hall of Fame, also iconic moment for the culture. And I thought that uh, Jay-Z sort of like giving props to Dame Dash, even though they have been beefing forever. Um, yes. I thought that was a, a, a classy move, a mature move. I mean, the man is damn near 60. So shout out to, <laughs> to Jay-Z. Uh, for doing that, and congrats to to him and LL. That was a uh, it was a nice moment to see. Absolutely, absolutely. Drees, LL, and Jay Z in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and also Ready to Die charting on the top two hundred for Billboard for the past twenty seven consecutive years. Yeah, like I, I still listen to that album today. That's like that's on heavy rotation for me. So I was like, I I might have kept it up there on the on the top Billboard two hundred because how I listened to it. Right. It's just classic. And it's it's just it's just great. Like T. Petty said. So I, if I'm listening to it, I know other people are listening to it as well. And then you have other generations that find it. Right. And they listen to it as well. So it stays up there. So that, that makes sense to me. That feels right to me. And then just with, um, you know, Jay and LL, um, you know, making it to the to Hall of Fame, it's 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 kind of way overdue. Right. And it's like these are two yeah. legends, two mm -hmm. legends. And when you think about the um, just impact that hip hop has had just culturally. Right. Um, and, and, and financially. Right. It's, it's like, yeah, like they they should be there. When you, when you think about their body of work, their longevity. Right. Uh, and what they produce and what they meant to the culture. Yes, that's they should be recognized for that, and they deserve to be there. That's what's up. That's what's up. 
T. Petty, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, give me one of these four things, a final thought, flowers, a prediction, or a shout out. Hmm. Final thought is a reprisal of my initial thought of mm. white women who are looking to black women to save them, but at the same time stabbing us in the back every fucking chance they get. Fuck y'all for real. Mm. All right. Drees, your final thought, shout out, prediction, or flowers. Give me one of those four things. All right, I'm going to get a, a shout out to the National Guard for being out there with their mobile GoVac site uh, and kind of giving out like COVID shot and booster shots. While I was there getting my booster shot, I saw uh, a number of people come get their first COVID shot by being right there in front of the 7-Eleven. And they, they're out in lots of different um, spaces. So a lot of times, you know, you think about the military and the kind of work that they do overseas and whatnot. But the National Guard, right, it defends the homeland like right here. And this is one of the times that we need them. So just shout out to them for like, you know, doing what they, they can do to kind of help during this pandemic. That's cool. I definitely appreciate that. Yeah. Shout out. In fact, uh, I don't think we're going to have another pod taping before Veterans Day. So we want to thank all of our service members, uh, past, present and future. Uh, thank you for protecting our way of life here. And thank you for protecting uh, our freedom, both uh, here at home and uh, internationally uh, as well. Uh, I want to give a shout out. Who I want to give a shout out to? I want to give a shout out to our listeners. First of all, we want to give big ups to Canada. We recently uh, tracked into the top 50 for improv uh, podcast on Apple Podcast in Canada. So thank you very much. And then here stateside in America, we uh, popped up uh, again. Anytime we drop a pod, we are consistently getting into the top 100, top 80 as well, as far as all the podcasts are concerned in our category, um, in the improv category. Uh, we appreciate and love your support. And uh, we just want to send out, as always, an SOS, share our shit. And you guys are doing that um, because it shows on the charts. And uh, anecdotally, you guys are telling us about uh, these funny bits. I don't know if you guys heard on episode 67 uh fat king cole made a uh, vocal appearance i don't know if y'all heard that but uh he's uh, quite the entertainer you might want to check that out the thug mansion m-a-n-c-h-i-n episode yes fat king cole no that was episode 66 fat king cole uh made a uh, an appearance on that episode so you might want to check that out and then as the temperatures get colder you get back into the house the digital gumbo podcast the podcast that is at the intersection of news current events race culture and politics we are like a warm blanket and a cup of cocoa on a cold day our entire library of episodes is available on all podcast platforms apple Podcasts, amazon music spotify deezer stitcher any podcast uh, format you can definitely find the digital gumbo podcast so again download subscribe share our shit and tell a friend about the digital gumbo podcast today download subscribe and share our shit and uh, tell a friend about the digital gumbo podcast today and then to set the tone for the rest of the year t patty nook or excuse me t patty and Drees, we're gonna go ahead and uh, probably have a nice thanksgiving episode so we're gonna go ahead and set that up you know we're gonna have our uh, holiday uh spectacular as well and then finally we'll close out the year with our year-end episode so we definitely got those three episodes coming up and uh, we're gonna coast it out to the end of the year but you gotta check it might be some more episodes that might come up depending on what uh, happens and pops up in the news. But again, going forward, we're going to definitely have the Thanksgiving 
uh, spectacular. Uh, I want sweet potato pie for our Thanksgiving special. No, that, we're not we're not talking about food for our special. We're talking about <laughs> what? What, what do you mean for? we can't order the food for our Thanksgiving no, special? Hell? That's the whole reason that you do Thanksgiving. You ordering the, who are you ordering the food from? Yeah, where? <laughs> I don't know. I just want sweet potato pie. Okay. All right. <laughs> we will talk about what we're thankful for. Then we'll talk about foolishness that happened throughout the year uh, for the year in addition. And then I'm not sure what we're going to do for a holiday, uh, you know, wrap up uh, thing, but uh, we'll figure something out. And uh, we'll definitely have uh, more fun and uh, hijinks and uh, news stories. Again, as we, uh, well, we on these, you know, for the holiday special, we need to have a special appearance um, from Black Jesus. Black, Jesus, Black, Black Santa. Uh, Black Santa and Black Jesus. Black Santa. Okay, I'll have to. Um, maybe I'll. Uh, you know who um, is a friend of this podcast that might show up on uh, the next episode is uh, Black Hulk Hogan. So uh, we'll have to see if he makes uh, an appearance, <laughs> brother. Uh, so we'll see if uh, he shows up. Uh, I'm, not, Black- not. <laughs> I'm sorry. Say again, T. Petty. I'm out of town. I'm not available. <laughs> so we'll see uh, who makes an appearance on the next uh, episode of Digital uh, Gumbo Podcast. want to give a shout out to our producer, E. Thank you so much, brother, for putting the show producer together. E. Getting uh, everything uh, pushed out. And I want to thank y'all. We back together. Like T. Petty said, it's been a minute. We reunited and feel so good. So this is episode 68 of the Digital Gumbo Podcast. And, um, yeah, we just uh, thankful again for our listeners for uh, pumping us up uh, to the top, and we'll see where we go here to close out the year, and then see uh, what we're gonna do as far as uh, what's gonna be different, new, and exciting for 2022. Y'all got any uh, last words? Y'all good? I'm good. Good. I'm right, oh, sorry. Say again, T. Betty. Yeah, y'all, y'all be safe out there. Absolutely, yeah. Be safe, and uh, time goes back. So uh, you know, get to bed earlier, and don't be them sleepy heads. Keep you turn your lights on, and uh, be safe walking, bicycling, driving, etc. The whole nine yards. And we will check y'all out next time on the next episode of the Digital Gumbo Podcast. One love, y'all. Peace. Bye, y'all.